Hello and welcome back to The Huddle. Liam Santa Maria with you and uh, it's been a hot little minute. Took a little break uh, here during the off-season. Um, been busy signing next stars and things like that. Uh, but we're back. Uh, NBL free agency has been popping off uh, and we're right around the corner from the NBA Summer League. And a man who has been involved in both of those things uh, before this year and is going to be back in action in Las Vegas is joining me on the show today, Luke Travers, formerly from the Perth Wildcats, now with Melbourne United, one of the big movers during NBL free agency this year. He's in California, he's getting some work done, and we're going to catch up with him. So sit back, relax. Up next, LT. LT, mate. What's happening? Good to uh, see you again, man. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, right at the moment, not doing too much. Um, still out in Irvine. Um, just been working out with Tony Vasturo again. Um, so that's been good. And just to be back and see familiar faces and stuff, it's, uh, it's always nice. Before, head off to Cleveland uh, this weekend uh, to prepare for some league. So looking forward to that as well. Okay, nice. Um, I can see just over your left shoulder, the curtains are drawn, but the sunlight is still pouring in. Is it beautiful in California right now? Uh, it's not too bad. Um, I know I'm trying to skip winter again, but um, like it hasn't been too sunny and stuff over here just yet. Um, but I'm sure once we get to Vegas, it'll be a uh, whole another ball game. It'll be hot. Yeah, it's, very. It's unseasonably and unnaturally hot in the middle of the desert in Vegas. Yeah, it doesn't make it easier to, to play in either. No. For sure. Uh, we'll get to that in a sec. Let's talk about what, what's going on there in Irvine. So this is the Jordan Lawley practice facility. This is the Daniel Moldovan octagon setup. Um, you didn't say Jordan Lawley there. Who, who is the trainer that you're working with specifically? So yeah, I'm at Jordan Lawley's facility, um, but I'm with Tony Vasaturo, who's another guy that you know trains NBA guys and has a lot of experience with that sort of stuff. So um, got real close with him over the last two years. Um, so to be back working with him, um, just to be like more comfortable out there, I can speak my mind a little bit more freely now. Um, we're yeah, narrowing down those sort of things that we did last year and um, yeah, taking another step forward. What, who are the other players in the gym at the moment? Uh, so Dyson's been out a little bit just here and there on the weekends um, when he's gone back and forth from New Orleans. Um, I'm out, I'm living with Mo Mojave King at the moment, um, so we've just been, he's doing his draft workouts and stuff, and um, just when he's back in town, he works out with us, um, but that's about it for now. Um, I think Josh just went back to to Australia, so he was out here for a little bit as well, so um, yeah, it's a lot of those guys that, um, you know, you sort of grew up playing against, and uh, it's cool to have everyone back in and um, working as well. Okay, really cool. It is a hotbed of Australian young talent. Is Mo in the building right now? Is he in the house? Nah, he's away at um, some more workouts as well. So he's been in and out like real bad. So um, I'm sure he's killing it as well, but it's cool to see as well. Like doing that last year um, and now, you know, living with him and just giving any bit of advice and stuff, is, uh, it's been good. What, what sense are you getting from him right now ahead of the draft? Is he, uh, is he anxious? Uh, for sure. I think he's in like a similar boat uh, to what I was last year. Like it's all sort of up in the air and you don't really know until draft day. So um, 
I know his workouts have been going well. Uh, he's been sma- uh, smashing them out like he's done a, quite a few. So um, I'm sure he's looking forward to it, but definitely anxious at the same time. Okay. Shout out my man, Derek Rucker, who uh, works with with yeah, yeah. Um, Mo back in, in Queensland. Um, all right. Well, tell, t- tell us about your work, man. What, are you, what have you been? You're talking saying that you're speaking your mind a little more. What, what are you and Tony working on? Uh, still the same sort of stuff, like uh, still the jump shot. I think that can, and it's coming a lot, a lot better as well. Like just another year over here. Um, but even just little things like fadeaways or getting to the post, just using my my size and stuff. So uh, I definitely think that's going to be stuff that'll help with summer league, but also the NBL um, for this next year as well. Just playing a little bit more of the four. Um, but even when I'm coming coming off an on ball, need to slow down a little bit, just stop and go to the post. So those sort of stuff that we're working on. Um, and it's coming a long way for sure. Like we've only been out here for a month and um, yeah, it's come a long way. What did you do with the jump shot this time last year? Because we, the playmaking at, the, at Summer League last year was, was a beautiful thing and you and I had talked a lot about that at the time. But you knocked down open looks as well and that's where it sort of started and then you came into the, the NBL last season, you shot 40% from three, or near on, 39% after 25% the year before. Huge improvement. And by the end of the season, like, you were feeling yourself from, from long range. Did yeah. you make a big adjustment or what, what, what changed? I think a lot of it, and I've said this to multiple people, was like just a whole mentality switch. But um, I think just, yeah, becoming confident, like getting those reps up when I was over here, we were just shooting a bunch. So um, just getting comfortable with the shot. But we are narrowing down like little things like getting down in the stance, playing a little bit lower with just about everything. Um, but then, yeah, just seeing the ball go through the rim a lot more um, just get, gives you that confidence. And when you're open, you're sort of just shooting it. And it's the same thing every time. So uh, it's just been a lot more of that this year as well, um, which I'm hoping to continue to, you know, pl- like shoot at those high percentages, even if it's a little bit higher volume, um, just sort of, yeah, try to keep it up there a little bit. How are you going, like, swinging between the ball and the arc from the NBL to the NBA? So you're over here playing with the NBL ball at the NBL three-point line, and then you go over to Irvine, you get yourself ready for the summer league, and you're using the NBA ball on the, the, the bigger arc. How's that going? Uh, it's not too bad. It definitely starts off a little bit slower. Um, but, like, Tony knows what, exactly what he's doing. He'll get me shooting from you know, just inside half court and just like getting used to that fluidity and stuff like to, you know, it's a little bit further out. Um, but yeah, he's got plenty of experience with that to, to get guys used to it. Um, he has heaps of pros coming in, even from like overseas and stuff. So um, yeah, he does a hell of a job with that and he's made it real easy for me. What, what about the runs that you guys have been having? I've seen some vision of, of who's been involved in those. What's, what have those been like? Uh, yeah, like I said, just a lot of pros from overseas. Um, even Frank you don't Nitty know their is name. Like a, nah, not exactly. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of them. Um, but yeah, even Frank Nitty is like a, a legend over here. So um, he's been killing it as well. So uh, there's a lot of pros. So it's uh, it's a pretty pretty good runs at the moment. So um, anytime you get that sort of opportunity, you've got to make most of it. Yeah, nice. And uh, what about what have you been doing in your free time? Still the same sort of stuff, just video games, uh, a bit of shopping, been to LA a couple of weekends, um, hanging out in Hollywood and stuff. So that's been nice because I didn't really do much of that last year. Um, so being able to get to get out to LA and spend a little time out there, um, sightsee a little bit. Um, so it's been it's been pretty good. Who, who's like the um, take you out 
guy? Is it Daniel? Is it Jordan? Uh, it is mostly, yeah, a bit of Moldovan. Um, but, like, we've had Josh out in a couple weekends, Dyson, and even Tyrese Proctor was out here a couple weekends ago. So um, it's just been all us Aussies and stuff and just hanging out on the weekends in LA. So it's been real nice. Uh, all right, let's talk about Summer League. So you're heading to Cleveland to get into the, the, the pre-Summer League camp. Um, how, how are you feeling ahead of ahead of this this year's event um, after your experiences the last year? I think just a, a whole lot more confident. Um, obviously, sort of that first year, just sort of feeling it out. Don't know really what to expect. So, and obviously, I've gotten a lot better since then. So, um, definitely looking forward to this one. To you know, even trying you know crack a contract or whatever it is that you're playing for. So, um, just definitely looking forward to this sort of time around and also just building relationships with the coaches as well. Like I was out there last week just working out um, with the mm. coaches. So to, to build those sort of relationships um, definitely helps. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, just looking forward to the basketball side of things as well. Nice. So what's their feedback been like? Obviously, they would have been impressed with the improvements you made with the shot. Um, they would have been talking about the playmaking you put on display at Summer League last year. What are those conversations been like? Yeah, it's been pretty much exactly that. Um, obviously, I think I've um, gotten a lot better, but even just with my body as well. Like the last couple of months, um, haven't been doing too much basketball besides when I came out here. So it was a lot in the gym. So I think I've put on another three or four kilos. Um, so I'm up to yeah, almost 100 kilos. So I think that's a long, uh, a big thing for them as well with the the size that I've put on as well. So um, going to this summer league. Um, yeah, I think they're definitely looking forward to you know using me in a little bit more actions as well. So it should be a good one. Nice, nice. And the other thing that you really showed this time last year was your defensive impact. Now, we're, of course, used to seeing that in the NBA, but how kind of disruptive you can be, how you can get your hands on balls, trigger the break, um, get in those passing lanes. You've been talking about that kind of stuff as well? Yeah, for sure. I think that was the thing with um, trying to put on a little bit more size was to... I think the thing that I struggled with was just post defense, which was um, right. something that I wanted to address and get better at, but also try to keep my, my speed and stuff to be able to stay in front of those guards at the same time. So hopefully, um, yeah, with these sort of adjustments can keep doing that sort of stuff, but also improve at the same time. Yeah, right. So we talk about your, your versatility, and we often talk about it at the offensive end, right? Like I'm a four who can handle it, I can play point forward and... You did that for the Cavs in Vegas last year, but that means if that's how they're playing you at the other end, you've got to guard the four. Yeah. And, you know, you can do that from the from a perimeter perspective, but that's interesting to hear you talking about the strength element and being able to mix it in the block as well. Yeah, and I think the big eye-opener was like two years ago trying to guard Vic Law at training, um, just in oh, the yeah. post with his body of work, like the way he... Uh, separate and um, use his body to get space as well. So I think that was a real eye opener. And then just with how important the Fort Man is, like becoming the NBL is pretty crazy. So um, to be able to you know guard those guys in the post is something that I need to do this year for for Melbourne. So um, looking forward to the challenge and obviously trying to get a head start in that as well. In this next two weeks, before things tip off, two and a half, maybe three weeks before things tip off in Vegas. Are you going to cut the hair? I have been thinking about it, but I think I'll leave it for Summer League. Um, see how it goes. If it doesn't get too annoying, um, but after that, it's all up in the air right now. 
the hair or the idea? The hair, really. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely thinking about getting rid of it for sure. Dude, I'm here for that. Let me put yeah. it on the record. I feel <laughs> like you rocking up on day one in Vegas like short back and sides will be a whole thing. You know, like it was the Larry Bird lookalike last year and it'll be like, yo, Luke, this is the new Luke Travers. Yeah, I have thought about it. Like that's definitely come across my mind. But also the reception it got last year was um, it was pretty cool as well. So yeah, there's sort of, there's pros and cons for both of them for sure. I know, but you know, you were the hair guy last year and now you're like the, now you're going to be the stat sheet stuffer guy. That is true, yeah. It definitely, yeah, it's all up in the air right now, so we'll see what happens. All right, so while we're talking about change, change, how you've changed your body, how you've been changing your game, how you're going to change your hair in these next couple of weeks, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about your change of team that you've mm. done in the, from an NBL perspective. Now, who knows? You may never play for Melbourne United. You might go to the Summer League and you might do a Jack White or a Tory Craig, one of these guys. <clears throat> That's the idea, and you know, play at a, such a level where you're actually going to be a stateside next season. We'll see. But if not, you're going to be with Melbourne United. <clears throat> Let's start with Perth, man. What does that organisation mean to you? I think everyone sort of gets it twisted and stuff that I was, you know, leaving for all these other reasons, which it wasn't. Um, it was purely off just needed to get out of home um, and get away from family and friends. But that organization has done so much for me in, in terms of making the person that I am like today. Uh, all my, my parents obviously have that sort of impact on me, but they have a, a significant amount of that as well. So even just starting like the four years ago, um, just this young 17-year-old just trying to figure his way out, everyone there was um, just trying to help me in any way they could, even you know the, the front office as well. So... Um, yeah, I can't say enough about them and even to this past couple of weeks, like when I, you know, finally decided to, to make that decision, they were all, um, you know, on my side as well, just sort of saying um, all the best and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I can't say enough about everyone, like from top to bottom, really. And the Red Army? Yeah, obviously they uh, aren't too happy with it, but <laughs> the four years that I was with them um, was always support, so... Um, yeah, that's an unbelievable atmosphere they've got out there. Um, and uh, it's definitely something that I won't um, ever forget as well. You're going to miss playing as that home team at the jungle? Yeah, for sure. Like, it's always going to be my where I'm from and um, it's always going to be home as well. So uh, to be playing in front of family and friends, like I said, but also, you know, the Red Army, that's so um, prominent in the league as well. Uh, and for that to be my home as well um, was definitely cool. So uh, definitely will miss it, but looking forward to the opportunity now. Yeah. It was interesting chatting with uh, Dan Shamir a couple of years ago, and he was you know talking about the league and all the different teams and everything. And he was talking about the Wildcats and about how walking into the jungle for him felt like similar to walking into like the home arena for Panathinaikos or Olympiakos or Real Madrid, like these powerhouse teams in Europe yeah. where you could just feel the success. Like it was a big arena, of course, but you could feel the success of the place. The banners were there, the retired jerseys. Then as the fans came in, the whole place got filled out. Everyone was wearing the same color. They knew when to make stand up and they were all the kind of traditions of how to support the team. Like, um, that must have been really cool to be a part of 
as you grew from a teenager into a pro? For sure, and I remember those first couple of games, being a 17-year-old, being scared to get out there just to, you know, you don't want to screw up in front of them and stuff and yeah. get an earful. But a big thing I say to, like, the NBA guys over here, they ask me um, about that. Um, I think it's just a whole other ball game. Like, all those fans, they're there to support the Wildcats rather than, like, a good night out. Um, they're purely there yeah. to, like, support their team. So um, right. it's completely different to, you know, some other even just being in the NBA, like some, right. you know, you see the the fans and stuff, they're there for a good night out and stuff. But in Perth, it's a whole nother ball game. Like they're all yeah. there to, you know, help that team win as well. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's real, real cool. That's a really good point. Like a lot of people go to pro ball games around the world, like and they may be excited to see one of the guys from the opposition, you know, like, for oh, sure. hey, you know, like so-and-so is coming in, in the town. Or, you know, they're just kind of like, this is a cool thing to do on a Friday or Saturday night with the family or whatever. Whereas like RAC arena is full of people who are there to play their part in trying to get the Wildcats to get a win. Um, Now Melbourne United is a slightly little bit of a different type of setup in terms of fan base, still like a, a big passionate fan base, but it's, it's a bit of a different type of setup, but it is an organization that has uh, really done a great job of developing players to improve their game, but also advance to the NBA level. Jock Landale, Jack White are the best examples in the last couple of years. Um, what was it about that organization, Dean Vickerman, another Octagon guy and Chris Golding, the whole setup there that made them the team you wanted to go to? I think it's just a, a big opportunity, I think, for sure. Like being able to play that four man, um, but also have the ball a little bit more. Um, I know they play a lot through the four, just swinging it back um, in the offense. So I think just having those sort of guys around you as well, like CG on the perimeter, like finding shooters is something that I really enjoy doing. So um, that'll be fun as well. And then also bringing in JLA, another big that, you know, I like to be in a little bit more pick and rolls. Um, so to have him in a pick and roll as well, but then also setting screens for, you know, Delhi. And um, so it's just, yeah, it's unlimited really with all the opportunities as well. So, um, and I think just the, the facility they've got set up there um, is unbelievable as well. So being able to you know, have that sort of access at all times um, to just get up shots and whatever I want. So um, it's definitely a real good opportunity I've got out there and uh, just looking forward to it all. Have you hooked up a, a spot? Like are you going to be based somewhere close to Hoop City? Yeah, so I've uh, got an apartment out in like St Kilda sort of area. Um, so it's uh, close to the beach, which is always nice, but also you know close to cafes and stuff. So definitely looking okay. forward to that as well, just the lifestyle as well. All right, so you've just you've gone that side of the CBD, but it's like a combination of lifestyle and and access. Yeah, I think that was the sort of thing about it. Like I didn't want to be in the city, like where it's too packed, but I wanted to like wanted to be close as well. So right. um, obviously the traffic's pretty crazy. So just being that short sort of drive, um, nice. if there is traffic, it's a little bit longer, but but also like 20 minutes from Hoop City as well. So it's, it's good. Uh, now, you're right what you were talking about there, and, and they would have laid out, I'm sure they laid it out to you in, with vision about that four spot in Dean Vickerman's system and um, the connector that that guy is. But I'm sure as well the con- there would have been conversation about what Xavier Cooks has done in Sydney the last couple of years, right? Like that's almost kind of the blueprint for you, isn't it? Like... Yeah. Point forward, grab it and go, playmaking big guy. For sure. And I think that's, like I said earlier, like it's 
become so important in the NBL. Like the four man is so prominent in just about every other team. So um, to be that guy for Melbourne now is definitely something that I'm looking forward to. And it obviously comes with a lot of pressure at the same time. Um, but I think that will also, you know, bring the best out of me as well. Um, so definitely, yeah, that was the sort of blueprint we're looking at, though, um, going into it as well. So definitely, yeah, looking forward to it. Were the Cavs at all part of the conversation? Did, they, did you keep them in the loop about, you know, because they've got a vested interest in your development and where you're going to be potentially if you're not with them? Did you and Daniel kind of keep them in the loop to say, hey, like, this is the team we're thinking about, this is their setup, this is who's involved, and they give it the tick of approval? Yeah, for sure. I think, um, yeah, Dan did a lot for, for me during this free agency. Um, he obviously talks with a lot of people. Um, so I think he was definitely, yeah, keeping him in the loop. And they were just giving sort of feedback on what they thought on um, certain moves as well. So um, I'm glad that, you know, Dan keeps everyone on the same page and uh, it made it easier for me as well. And you mentioned some of the names before, but, um, you know, what? Do, how are you feeling about the group that has been put together Um you're one of the teams with the next star, which I have a particular interest in. So Ariel's coming back. You're going to play with him. And um, Chris, and, and you mentioned JLA. Like, how do you feel about the squad? I mean, yeah, at the moment we're looking um, yeah, pretty stuck. So definitely looking forward to the year. Like, I think for right now, there's if we're not winning a championship or something, we're going to be pretty disappointed um, at the moment. So um, I'm happy with the, the defense that we built as well. I think that's something that Dean... Uh, really takes pride on in the NBL and it's something you have to be able to do. So um, I think that on that end is going to be super important and um, it definitely makes everything easier on the offensive end as well to to be flying, grab, grabbing rebounds and we're pushing in transition. CG spotting up or Delhi spotting up and um, or me as well. So yeah, like I said, the opportunities are endless with that team. So um, just looking forward to it all really. It's a great backup plan. Like- For sure. It, but it's not the focus, right? Like you mentioned it before, you just slid it in because, you know, you're trying to stay focused. But that's the goal, right? To go to Summer League this year and essentially not come back. Yeah, for sure. I think that that's every you know guy's dream um, when they go to the Summer League is to, you know, crack a contract or something. But and definitely going into this, like I'm a lot more confident than I was last year as well. So um it's definitely a goal of mine for sure, uh, but either way, like I'll be happy for sure whether it's coming back and you know playing for Melbourne or it's yeah staying in the NBA as well. Well, my man Peter Hooley's going to be uh, on the ground there in Las Vegas as well this year. Howard, the cameraman's going to be back in the mix, so you'll yep. be very familiar with uh, with the crew sticking the microphone under your, your nose after post game. So be. be you got to give my man Pete all the scoops along the way, all right? Of course, got you. All right, good stuff, man. And uh, all the best finishing up the workouts in, in Cali. All the best for the, the camp in, in Cleveland. And um, I'll see you on the ground in the desert. Sounds good, thank you.